I want to talk to us this morning about what love looks like and the, the face of love. The face of love. It's a subject matter that you're very familiar with. And it's not new, but it's needed. So if you have some scriptures there, Matt, and the, the Bible is just full, I think. Uh, uh, I forget how many scriptures talks about love. But Jesus made this great statement and said, by, all this, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. He addressing our personal relationships, the family relationships, the body of Christ relationship. He said it's very, very important, you know, because it gives the credibility of our connection with Jesus Christ. And we have known the love, known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, that's a key thing here, so are we in the world. Yeah. Jesus said, you know, Father, I pray that, you know, not for you to take him out of the world, but that you would keep him from the world because he had a mission for us to do. And then, of course, one that you're very familiar with, though I speak with tongues of men and angels but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecies and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I can remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. Pretty strong language, isn't it? Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. I believe the word in the King James is translated waxed. Waxed. That gives a dimension to it there. Father, thank you for your word. us to understand the vitalness of all of this, we pray in Jesus' name. There are so many different definitions of love, so many different viewpoints and angles of love. We're going to look at some this morning, but let me say this to you. Trying to simplify it. God's love is a holy affection that controls all other affections and behaviors. 
God's love. It's the nature of God in us. It's God's very own disposition. We know that the face of love is Jesus Christ, without a doubt. For no man has seen God the Father, but he who is in the bosom of the Father has revealed him. There's a chorus that, in my younger years, goes something like this. Love is the flag flown from the castle of your heart, that the king is in residence there. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have a love. It seems to indicate that if we lose our love, we lose our testimony. This love of God is, is, is so powerful that it protects our heart from evil. It keeps our mind in peace. And it controls how we process life. Have you ever thought of love as a battle weapon for victory? The kind of victory that God brings. That which can bring victory to your mind. It can dispel the enemies of doubt and anxiety. And all those things that try to crowd in. Love. God's love. See, love, according to scriptures, is the highest virtue in our lives. That love is more than just a well-behaved love. But it's a love that flows from knowing God and knowing you are loved by God and are connected to the vine. It brings the balance. It's something that we need in order to be able to give it away. According to Galatians chapter 5, that love is the driving force behind true faith. Galatians 5 and 6, it's a faith that works by love. And we read in 1 Corinthians 13 that, you know what I mean, if I have faith to move mountains but I don't have love, think about it. It doesn't have a credibility in heaven. You and I both know that the greatest expression of love is according to John 3.16. For God so loved the world 
and he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth him not perish, but have everlasting life. This love of God before you existed. Before the world. So many times we allow circumstances to blind us to the love of God. But we don't need to do that. We need to fight against that. Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14, and he just prayed with all his heart that there would be a greater revelation of God's love that would come to God's people. We can't bring the greater revelation of God's love to the world until we have the greater revelation of God's love within us and in our hearts and understanding it, the dynamics of it, the dimension of it. In fact, as he says in Ephesians 3 and 14, this love has a height to it, it has a depth to it, it has a length to it, it has a breadth to it that God wants us to comprehend. He loved us while we were yet sinners. That song that we sang Talked about all some of the facets of life, and yet God says, you know what I mean? I'm still after you. It is true that everything God does is loving. Yes. This love of God is more than kindness. You see, kindness would take away, you know, all suffering. But the love of God is more than kindness. Be kindness by itself will spoil you. But love will develop you. Love is like the vine that gives sweetness to life. Jesus said that there needs to come a moment in a time in our lives when we understand that he said that I'm in the Father, the Father's in me, and I'm in you. Jesus said, greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Oh, how we get disturbed by the world. Oh, hallelujah. When you have this love, when we have that, 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 uh, the growth of love, let me put it that way, because we do have the love of God. We are loved by God, and there, there is a love of God in us. But this love is about more than falling in love. It's about rising in love. Agape love is that love that is unconditional. And that just simply means that 
No conditions. Hallelujah. When you have that love, things can come into your life and slander may even, you know, blacken your reputation, but it cannot stain your character. The you, who you are inside. For he was in all points Tempted as we are yet without sin. It could not because he understood God's love. It could not alter or stain his character. One of the beauties of the love of God in our lives is it's not selective. It's for the whole world. It's not just for us who are saved. It's not just for us really good Christians. (laughs) It's not, you know, what do you call it? Uh, uh, you know, uh, proportioned out. Well, I'm going to give you more. He emptied himself. If God so loved us, we also ought to then love them, John said. This love is is such that it can make us love our enemies. Fact is, I can guarantee you tomorrow, or even the rest of the day, that God is going to be kind to the unthankful and the evil. Luke chapter 6, verse 35. Love your enemies, do good, lend hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be the sons of the Most High For he is kind to the unthankful and the evil. Somebody give the Lord a praise for his love. Because we at times are unthankful and fall into evil thoughts. And evilness in our hearts. And he's still kind. And gracious to it. What a divine principle when it's in our lives. It causes us to not seek revenge. It neutralizes the ugly. 
it goes ahead, you know what I mean, and lets, doesn't let the evil and the satanic things, it can't threaten our soul because we have an anchor that keeps our soul. That's anchored within the veil. Thank you, Lord. You see, love is God's standard. We are first and foremost Christians. Honoring Christ is the very essence of our heart. It's the first desire. Love is God's standard. It's your standard for reaching the world. And it's your standard for registering things in the kingdom of God. God's love. Now, this is the kind of love that we have to have, okay? So when we're talking about God kind of love, this is our love in the potential and the capacity of our love. Number one, it is unshakable. It is unending. It is unselfish. It is unconditional. It is supernatural. It is sacrificial, sacrificial and it is satisfying. I feel so much better when I walk in a spirit of love. Oh, yeah. When that love is in you, it is visible, it is forgiving, it is redeeming, it is compassionate, and it is healing. See, we don't want any other kind of love but God's love. This love is visible in our love for the Savior, our love for God's gathering, all biblical scriptures, love for scripture, love for sinners, and love for the saints. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Lord, would you give me a fresh baptism of your love? Because right now, God, well, and I, I don't think it is, but let me, just a, for preaching's sake, our love can get real selfish, can it? Listen, love loves the other person. It's more than strong feelings. See, truth without love is harsh. 
But love without truth becomes flabby. And that's what happens. We get a divide. We get a division because somebody talks about the love and think, well, they're just throwing away truth. You can't have true love without truth. But you can have truth without love. Love has three temperatures. You know that. Cold, lukewarm, and hot. Jesus said, I have a preference of the three. There's one I just do not like. Rather have you cold, or rather have you hot. Now, just by generally looking, you would say that, well, God doesn't care if you don't have any love at all. That's not what it's saying there. Because he's using a backdrop at Laodicea, which had this, had this beautiful uh, stream of water that came from a, a spring that started out wonderfully cold. So I want you refreshing. So there's, there's a variety of, of saints, okay? It goes on. There's a variety of the way that love works in individuals. You meet those people, man, that was just such a refreshing time with them. then you get with Blair, you know what I mean? And he's like a, a spark plug. I mean, there's a fire that just, you know, red hot. I, I mean, just, whoo! He said, I want you either way, be refreshing, you know, or, or, and, and just be just wild, really out there, but don't be in the middle. He does not like loom. Warmness. We looked at how love gives your talent, your gifts, your voice, and your giving heavenly credibility. I remember as a young man, and I remember it distinctly because it was in the little church. So, you know, that's a long time ago, and I was, I was praying. I was on my knees. Yeah, I was praying. And the scriptures were coming to me. So I was trying to prepare a message, you know, you know what I mean? And they were truth. And then all of a sudden... No, it wasn't the devil. It had to be the Holy Spirit. I wanted to take those scriptures and I wanted to pounce on that congregation. <laughs> you know? And he showed me right then there's something wrong with your love. 
it's missing. It, truth is missing love. God began to soften it and, and give me a perspective and saying, you know what? You know. Love is the weapon God chooses to conquer our rebelness. I don't know how it works. I'm not the author of it. I am not loved. I am loved. But it's the only thing. Paul said his love constrains me. Love, or excuse me, life is hard without love. You are, we will just be, you know, uh, well, it's no wonder that the, you know, the pills <laughs> that they've got to settle us down. <laughs> to take away our headaches, calm us enough so that we're not so filled with anxiety and fear doesn't grip us. I'm not saying anything against it because, you know, sometimes it's, it takes a while to get there. But the one thing I found also is that love is such a great guide in our lives that when you follow love as your path, you know, you will end up always being on the right path. Church, if we fail in love, we have missed what it means to be a Christian. Love never fails. Hallelujah. Let's look at the face of love just for a moment. Love's patience. What is patience? Patience is dying to self or selfishness. Patience does not mean that you're passively enduring. Hear this now. It means that you are far-sighted enough to trust the end result of the process. Oh, hallelujah. Tribulation worketh patience. And you've heard the story of the, the preacher that said, Lord, I want patience and I want it right now. Good luck on that one. 
It's dying to our selfishness. If you want people to feel your love, you must be patient with them. Patience, you know what I mean, is, is really healthy for our soul. In your patience, possess ye your souls. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. Anybody have any trouble with them from time to time? Be patient. Patience is, is looking at the thorn and seeing the rose. It's looking at the night and seeing the day coming. The past is yet to come. Now, if I have to wait until I'm raptured, so be it. Hallelujah. Love suffers long. You know, it expands your capacity to, to, to put up with difficult people and desperate circumstances. It helps you to live in the world. Helps you to develop the capacity to handle injuries, disappointments, frustrations, letdowns, conflicts, and Offenses. Yeah. I talk to God about my disappointments. I talk to him about my frustrations. You know, I talk to him about my letdowns. I talk to him about I don't like these conflicts. You know? I know I don't know that I have any people conflicts, but I have some conflicts inside. <laughs> Love's generous and in kind. It's, it's not just you know being kind to somebody. It's it's actually you know uh, 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 to to kind of pray and want the best for that person. When that love is there, we are generous and we are kind. In love, you discover the joy of not only of giving, but of living, of living. Because Paul said, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. I wrote this down and said, the greatest thing a man can do for his heavenly father is to be kind to his other children.
Now, Jesus said, other sheep I have that are not of this fold. He said, there's more to come in. <laughs> I got to reach others. And can I say this? They are not going to be reached without the true love of God. We must have truth, but we must have love. And our love must have truth. Love has a humility to it. Because love is impossible without humility. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. There needs to be more chest beating. God forgive me, I am a sinner. Rather than, I thank you, Father, I'm not like that guy. <laughs> you know what proud means? means windbag. <laughs> yep. It's a preoccupation with self. And God help modern Christianity. It seems to be more about self and self-esteem and self-love and self-glory than it is about the glory of God. It's I and me. It's great to talk to God about I and me. But when you're talking to, it's about them. <laughs> that doesn't mean that you can't have those people that are your inner core and circle and that you relate to and you talk to them. But some people always have a worse story than you do and they want to make sure that you know that their story even though they're trying to tell you their story. <laughs> There is no swagger in love. No swagger in love. When Paul had to address it in the church, he got pretty frank and he said this. Paul is nothing. What was the other guy's name? I can't remember it right now. Um, 
Anyway, the other guy, he's not anything either. But God. It's all God. Boy, I'm telling you, that's hitting pretty hard, isn't it? Because there's just no swagger in love. Jesus never showed off. No. His greatness was, was revealed not merely in, in what he displayed or did, but in the things he suppressed. What he didn't say. When it says that love is not self-seeking, it says, it's saying, stop being obsessed with yourself. Now, I don't know, I mean, this is kind of tough, you know. <laughs> you guys are all innocent of this, you know what I mean, but maybe somebody will hear it on the airwaves, you know, that really need it. Uh, you know. Did you know that love forgets about self? Absolutely. But did you know that the main pandemic, and that's a fresh word in this thing, that a last day pandemic is self-love? Love of self? For men will be lovers of themselves. musicians get kind of us to here and one of those great songs in right before Paul says that talks about that pandemic he says that it brings perilousness in the last days perilous times shall come First thing is men shall be lovers of themselves. All you have to do, Scripture says, is humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due season. I mean, I don't want to get there before the scene or the stage is set. Love has, a, love has a courtesy. It's not rude. The way you speak, the way you listen, love. And the way also that you withhold. There's a habit that we can get into. It's a habit that we speak about people we love in a way that highlights their faults and their weaknesses. And it goes something like this. They, he or she, they're, they're always that way. Oh, that's just, we get it out there, you know what I mean? And we try to soften it or neutralize it, you know? But 1 Peter 4, 8 says that love covers a multitude of sins. 
That's really coming on. Jesus, facing with the adulterous woman and those that were finger-pointing, all on the grounds of legalism and truth. But they missed the God ingredient, and that was love. And so he said, he who was without sin cast the first stone. If you haven't needed the Savior and you don't need the Savior, pick up your rocks. But if you, you know, needed a Savior and are going to need a Savior, put the rocks down. Stand with me. There's so much more about love that obviously that we could get into, but When I think about that love thinks no evil. And the first thing when, when evil starts to, you know, try to land a landing spot in my mind, I don't want to let it get there because it will get into my heart. I don't know, how do you interpret love thinks no evil? not that it doesn't know about evil it's that it says that I'm going to protect I'm going to try and see past and beyond say something very bold right now and you can help me after service if you know but I challenge you at least in my mind and and why I understand that Jesus ever rebuked a sinner did he ever rebuke a sinner Who did he rebuke? He only rebukes self-love. 
He only withholds from pride. He always gives where humility is. to the church is to love like God loves. Now, I don't have an outline. I don't have it all together. But I want to have a right heart condition that it's open. Amen. Just a question. Could it be, as some say, we're losing the fight? That because we're losing the fight because we're not loving right? No, I'm not saying that. But people tell us that we're losing the fight. this kind of love. Hallelujah. We rise to it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Bless His holy name. Amen. And that's the thing that it's a church. You know, this is not, this is not harsh. This is not, you know what I mean? We're going to set our sails going forward. Hallelujah. And in the moment, in the crisis, love will, in our hearts, will light the way. It'll help us to know exactly what to do in that given moment and in time. Paul said this, speaking the truth in love, growing up. He says that we'll speak the truth and love will help people grow up. Woo! Give the Lord a praise today. Hallelujah. 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 Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. His love never fails. It never gives up. And it never runs out on me. I wanted to, uh, I had a statement here. 
thought it was good enough to give to you. fall in love no more than water can get wet because he is hallelujah water's wet <laughs> go with God and he's gone with you hallelujah praise the Lord gives you a direction where God is leading, where God is hurting us. Amen? Where he's leading us. Go with God. Praise his holy name. Thank you this morning. 